Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of A Cup of Nepenthe, a kind of positivity podcast, but who knows how that's going to turn out today. Uh, today, I am joined once again by the lovely Cam. Way to just, like, straight up temper everyone's expectations and be like, <laughs> could get heavy today, who knows? Yeah, this is something that I actually wanted to say, though, was if you are not in the mind frame to maybe hear about other people struggling during lockdown, during self-quarantine, then maybe just skip this one. We'll be back next week, probably talk about something a little bit more lighthearted then. Um, But yeah, if you feel like not okay with listening to this, don't force yourself to. (laughs) Yeah, like, we... Like we've we've talked about this kind of at length before starting, and the pair of us are going to do our best to frame it in as positive a way as possible. Um, so you've got you've got that at least. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. We're we're here to support each other. I think that's the that's the point. And having conversations like this um, is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we all have to face so um obviously as ebby said if you if you don't feel ready for that right now then maybe take a step away for a bit but i do think it will be useful to you in the long run if you find some time get yourself in a good headspace come back and and try again yeah um so i'm going to introduce the topic first we're just going to jump right into it because cam's already introduced himself in the first episode if you haven't seen that one I'll listen to it. I might do some cheeky plugs at Go the end. That. We'll see. <laughs> um, I might allow it. Um, but we're just going to talk today about anxiety, boredom, sleeping patterns, things that are potentially not at their best while we are so removed from each other. Um, and I don't suspect it's going to be all positive like i've tried to make the previous weeks but there's no point in talking about being positive if we're just ignoring like glaring issues if you want my honest opinion on that uh so we'll try and navigate it so that it's at least somewhat helpful and it's not just an entire hour of us going oh man it's really tiring being inside all the time (laughs) Um, so, with the topic being introduced, uh, how are you, Cam? Um, so, this week has been extremely tough. Like, this was, this has probably been the first Saturday morning where I've not had work, and I've woken up and just gone, oh dear god, this again. Um, (laughs) but I mean, there are, there are several, several different reasons for that. One, one of which is work-related, and I don't want to go too much into detail about that um but let's just say it was something very frustrating a a piece of work that i had to redo multiple times um it just felt like i i couldn't win either way i was stuck in between two factions almost as it were um so i really had no say in what was going on but i was the one that ultimately had to do the work um so that sucked and then on top of that, I recently invested some money in a new office chair because with working from home, I was like, I'm going to need to 
spend some money to do this and make sure I'm as comfortable as possible. Uh, that broke. So um, I had to replace that with the only thing that I had to hand, which was um, like a fold out metal chair. And uh, which is fine when you're doing a live stream for two or three hours um, and there's there's kind of an end to it. But after day five of working full time on that thing, I was in agony. It was horrible. Mm. Um just so much pain and having to like concentrate and work on top of that so I had the the frustration of how much pain I was in wrapped up in the frustration of I can't do my work and then getting anxious about well people people need me to do this stuff and yeah it was just a big heckin mess and then of course because I was dealing with all of that I was mentally and physically exhausted so when it came around to doing things that I wanted to do I couldn't I couldn't focus so yeah, yeah it's been a very very stressful week which kind of led to me waking up this morning and just wanting to go straight back to sleep like I pretty much did Emily woke me up with some breakfast bless her and uh, I ate that and then pretty much was like I'm grumpy I'm going to bed (laughs) so I went back to bed for like another hour and a half to an hour no sorry half an hour to an hour and um, I'm kind of as it kind of got time to to do this was only really when I finally started shaking that feeling off yeah how about you Um, oh it's been a weird week this week um so for those of you who don't know i have something called fibromyalgia which is uh a condition I i don't know how to explain it properly but basically uh it literally means fibrous tissue and muscle pain um and i had the worst flare-up of it this week since games expo in may of may june of last year oh yeah that was awful yeah because i couldn't walk (laughs) yeah um which heckin sucked but um i'm kind of Okay, I was taken a little bit by surprise by getting it because, like I said, it's been a really long time since I've had a flare-up that's been that bad. Um, But I had one this week, which started on Tuesday, and it took me a super long time to get out of bed because I was in a lot of pain. Whenever I went up and down the stairs, it would take me about a minute each way. Um, because I just couldn't walk properly. And I decided that I had to cancel most of my streams this week just in the interests of being kind of nice to myself, because it's kind of... It's hard to explain, but sitting in a chair is not the best thing for fibromyalgia. Um, so I cancelled my streams mostly this week, which sucks because I enjoy doing it, but at the same time I think it also helped me recover from that bout a little bit quicker. Um, because I'm on, what are we on, Saturday? Started on Tuesday. Uh, the stairs, I can manage pretty good now. Flat surfaces, not as well, but we're getting there. And I feel like, because I was kind to myself, because I just let myself have that time, I got over it a little bit quicker than I normally would. So I've learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's, um, yeah, definitely a really, obviously, not 
positive in what it was but it was definitely a good learning moment for you i think um yeah it fucking and the best sucks. part is apologize excuse my language but it's uh, oh my god you had bill on the other week so i'm not too bothered <laughs> um, he he dropped a few of the uh, f bombs yeah. as we call them dirty words um <laughs> But yeah, it's just uh, I think it's a it's a testament as well though to like how how much you've grown as a person in probably what I would say is quite a short amount of time in that you're now able to kind of look at a situation like that whereas I think maybe a couple of years ago that would have been the end of the world. Oh. Um, I I'll tell you the one thing that really helped with that was physiotherapy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can imagine. But um yeah, because obviously we've we've known each other for a very long time, and uh, mm-hmm. you, in the past, you've had you've had a very unique way of dealing with stressful situations. Um, uh, crying a lot. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but no, you've um, you you've come a very long way since then, and it's really. I mean, obviously, I wish that you didn't have to deal with that, um, but it's kind of really uh, inspiring to see that you are looking at it in a better way than you maybe have been in the past and you made a you made a quick decision you were like this is shit this is what I'm gonna do to help myself out of it and it paid off thanks that's really nice to hear <laughs> especially since you've known me for so long so you definitely know the dumbass <laughs> shit that I probably have done oh which boy perpetuated me not being very well or whatever yeah um, no, no, it's like well i don't think it goes it's like 2009 ebby was a completely different person but she's dead in, 2009 heavy died but in but in the same vein like 2009 cam was a completely different person and i think i think back to then and i'm like wow if i knew myself back then i would have slapped myself in the face by now um, yeah i don't think i would have been friends with my 2009 self but you know, I might I might go for a coffee occasionally with with me it goes now. To, it so. just uh, I think it's an important thing to to note, especially when you're kind of looking back on the past. And we do we do grow and we we do change. And I do look I do look back at that kid and I'm like, wow, I was a really selfish asshole. Um, but then I think like, well, why? And I don't know. Trying to understand the position that you were in back then, looking back at it, um, does. I think help you appreciate the journey that you've taken and and the person that you've become. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what point I'm trying to make with this. I think it was more that I was making making fun of you for for the way that you used to be and trying to turn that into a positive and be like, well, you know, the fact that I can make fun of you for it now shows that you're not it's... like that anymore, and it's something that we can yeah. laugh about. I. I'm glad that I don't deal with my emotions by constantly drinking anymore. Check me out. Ooh, everyone, ev- well, not everyone, but most people, myself included, like to have a good drink every now and again. Um, my body doesn't like me having a good drink every now and again. Um, I fucking hate my past self for being able to get up the morning after going out drinking all night and being fine. Going like, straight back into the pub. Yeah. I, I remember know, yeah. this is a university story. So not really relevant to the podcast, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, a bar that I used to go to in Wolverhampton used to do all-you-can-drink nights. <laughs> you oh, used to that... pay 20... Was that Planet? 
It was Planet. Hell yeah. yeah. You pay, <laughs> pay 20 quid to get in and you would buy a cup, oh. essentially. And then all of your drinks would be free. That rem- that reminds me. This this is like so far off topic. We're going into like in joke status, but um, that reminds me. You know when we played we played D and D the other week and we did the Ravnica game. Yeah. I completely forgot. But when you guys went into the club, I was supposed to say you walk into Planet. Like that was the oh joke that God. I was gonna make because it immediately ge- like I know it would have given you and possibly Drew because I think he went at one point as well, and I think Alex went as well. Um, it would have given you like an immediate visual Vibe. image, yeah. Um, because it was basically really like, oh god. To try and de- I'll try and describe it like like I would have done is it's basically you walk in and all you can see is like wood and scaffolding, like the <laughs> the the pa- the platforms that you would stand on, all the places where people were dancing was just rickety ass scaffolding. That's all I can remember, and it was a death trap, and everyone loved it. I don't understand how. I think it's still there. Like I don't understand it how it didn't fall down. That place will survive until like... the end of time. I think it's like an eldritch uh, phenomenon <laughs> that just exists. Because it wasn't like a pub. Like if you're imagining like um like an Oceana where it's got its own building, it was like wedged in between two other buildings, and it looked like it could have been the back end of a fish and yeah. chip shop. I had, I had no idea where it was until until you showed me. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> no problem. But I was like, I walk past this every day on the way to uni. How did I not know that this whole ass club is just here? It's uh, just there. But yeah, I feel like it's it it should have been condemned a long time ago. But I have a feeling that whenever a health and safety expert walks in there, the the entity just just devours it, and that's how it sustains itself. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, hold on, I've got a Google Planet now. You uh, you see you you see them the next week, uh, but they're dressed as a member of staff and they're serving you a drink. <laughs> it's an SCP. That's what it is. It's an SCP. Oh, it said temporarily closed, and I was like, "What? No, everything's temporarily closed." Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you fucking idiot." Yeah, it's still there. Of course it is. Like I say, it's it's going to be there until the end of time. I'm just looking oh, at pictures of the outside of it, and I'm like. That's it. It's changed. It definitely looks like, more like a nightclub now. Yeah, like my but... my memory has probably distorted it slightly uh, into into what I'm describing to you. But that's really what it felt like going in. Bearing in mind that I was probably already very drunk when walking in. Well, we used to do like planet nights were also um, Babylon night. Babylon's definitely gone now. Well, um, I mean, a lot of very unfortunate things happened in that club, which is probably why it's gone. Ooh. Well, uh, or am I thinking of Oceana? No, Oceana was uh, no Oce- Oceana is the one that I'm thinking of, where lots of very unfortunate things happen. No, I remember Babylon. Babylon um, was the '90s bar yes. that apparently turned into Pop World, which was a noughties bar. Oh my god! Because that was because you, so. you had a you had a birthday a birthday thing there, and you were dressed as a Pokemon trainer. And yeah. there's a there's a photo of me from that night and i don't understand like in that photo i'm like the thinnest that i ever looked because that was when i was doing jitsu regularly but there's this one photo where i literally look like 45 years old i'll have to to dig it out at some point um but it's i look at it and i'm just like how it must have just been unfortunate lighting or something but it's hideous i don't know like i think i look older in those i think that was my 20th birthday 
or was it my 20th uh, birthday? It must have been. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think I look older then than I do nine years later. And I don't know how that worked, to be totally honest. This is very off topic, I understand. I, that, but... that, I think that's fine. Like we're 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 gonna be going into some some heavy stuff, so I think it's good that we're kind of bouncing it off silly silly stuff like this. <laughs> Reminiscing of the uh, two thousand nine two thousand ten era. Oh man, yeah, when uh... we were both at uni and we were both doing anything but uni. Mm, pretty much. It's like, ooh, I could go to my lecture tomorrow, or I could get really drunk and end up somewhere that I don't know where I am. Uh, <laughs> have you been to uh, Wolverhampton, like, any any time, like, recently? I think the last time I went was probably 2012. Bloody hell. I think Emily and I went, um, we, were, we were connecting on the way to somewhere else, and we had a layover of about an hour and a half or something, and I was just like, let's... Let's pop out. Let's have a look and see how much has changed. It's like a different place. It's it's weird. It's like this uncanny valley of it looks completely different, but at the same time, exactly the same. <laughs> it's like this weird juxtaposition. It's kind of like Birmingham, I suppose. Ever since Grand Central came in, it looks like this weird, like futuristic spaceship has landed where the train station was, um, but everything but else. But otherwise, yeah, is it's the same. The same. <laughs> it's just so weird. Um. I should I should go back to Wolverhampton at some point. It's not like I'm never not in the area. It's just uh, I don't, and I don't know why because I have super fond memories of living there. Like I know, was, I don't going back was a nostalgia trip and a half. I'll tell you that much. The only thing that makes me really sad is um, so so when I was there in my last year, um, I I commuted from my hometown for the first two years, and in my final year I lived in student halls. And they had just been built the year that I moved in. So they were very shiny, yeah. brand spanking new, all nicey-nicey. You go past those those buildings now, now that they're like over 10 years old, they are grubby as all hell. Like they just look really I wonder really what the sad. inside looks like. Oh, I don't even want to know. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of weird like looking at it being like, oh, yeah, I don't remember it being that. Like, because the, like, the outside of the building is like this like off-white sort of cream color. And you know when buildings get old and they sort of get that brain staining at the top where where the the rain has kind of weathered them yeah. over the years? And it's just like, oh. <laughs> Sad. I, want, I think about my, um, my, my room in halls because I had to live in halls. I wasn't close enough to commute. Um, but I think about my room in halls. And I remember like the last week I was in the first room that I lived in. I was like cleaning out under the desk and I looked up for some reason and there was like everyone who had lived there before had written something on this desk, like on the underside of it. I was like, that's, that's cool. So I wrote something on there and I keep wondering for some reason lately, I wonder if that's still there or if they tore that whole unit out. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you never know. It'll be, it'll be somewhere. The, the so evidence if you're living in malls. You uh, you check under that desk, see if previous people who lived there wrote a dumbass message that was like, "Hell yeah, fucking drunk as shit, man." Two thousand twelve. Uh. Um, see, I could have been, I could have been the guy to like christen the underside of my desk. Yeah, you would have been the first one. But but I didn't because I was like, they're gonna know. They'll know it was me <laughs> because I'm the only person that lived in this room. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I guess because yours was more like it was halls, but it was like private halls, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I was. I was in the fancy halls, um, and I was just was... in like the university halls, and I don't think they really cared. <laughs> it was. It was that weird thing where it was like um, the fancy. They they'd just been built, like I said, and there was just this moment in my brain where I was sick to death of commuting to uni every day because it was like it was a forty-five minute train ride and like a forty-minute walk on top of that. Um, and yeah. I'd been doing that for two years. And then I saw this place being built and I was just like, I want to live there. Um, and then, so I just, like, this is, oh my God, I was such like a privileged kid, but I just basically nagged at my mom and dad until they agreed to pay for me to live there. <laughs> Did you not get a loan for that or anything? Uh, I mean, I had student loan, but it wasn't enough to cover my, um, my, my, uh, accommodation accommodation <laughs> fees because um it was it was kind of frustrating because my parents were earning just enough to for me to not qualify for any additional help beyond just the statutory student loan right um but they weren't earning enough to support me much more beyond that um yeah so it was it was kind of awkward like they were just on threshold basically that's kind of dumb mm-hmm. because like by that point, I don't. I know that like parents used to help their kids out and whatever, but it was like going from everything is paid to pay for everything. Yeah. Uh, it was like okay, so I used to have like my food paid for, my bills paid for, didn't have to pay rent because I was a kid, obviously. And then you go to uni, and it's like okay, so I have two thousand pounds, but nineteen hundred of that has to go towards accommodation yeah <laughs> how do i eat it's 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 really daft like the way that they try to make it so university is this sort of halfway experience between being like not responsible for anything in your life ever to suddenly being responsible for everything and they want and they wonder why so many students just fall into an abyss of alcoholism and <laughs> and just like constant like partying and doing everything because there's this they end up in this weird kind of position where I don't have to answer to anyone because my parents aren't around or, or whoever, like whoever I'm living with at the time. Um, so I can do whatever the hell I want. But at the same time, I'm expected to do all of this stuff, but no mm. one is holding me to it. So I'm just going to do what I want. And then and then suddenly consequences slap you in the face and you're living on yeah. bread and peanut butter for three months. How many people do you think were like... Because I remember what... I didn't have money in my second year, so I, could, I literally was relying on other people to buy me food because I just, I didn't have money. Uh, my loans didn't come through properly, so uh, I remember John once bought me some scones, and I think they were like, <laughs> um, we, we were know, the on, reduced we, scones, yeah, we, we were on they were the, like 9p. <laughs> we were on the scone hype train for a long time because they were cheap, and yeah. Yeah, because I remember after club we'd just go to Asda and like hang around. They're, for they're, they're, no they're cheap. They're cheap. They're very dense, so you could eat like two and be full for ages. And yeah. they and they had raisins in, so I guess they were healthy. <laughs> it's got kind of a fruit, yeah. I guess. <laughs> One of your five a day. Um, and I remember at club as well. We used to have um, like a paid for by the group toaster with yes. bread and i think that's where most of my meals came from if i'm being completely <laughs> honest was that fucking toaster 
Well, somebody had we to have. use it. Um, yeah, it was me. It was literally just for me. <laughs> talking about being a student and being caught in this weird void uh, between responsibility and irresponsibility, I think can pivot us quite nicely into the topic of anxiety. So, anxiety is abound right now, I feel, in a lot of people. I do want to say that if you have the option, please do speak to your GP or a therapist or someone who's like actually qualified to help you deal with feelings like this because you know that's what they're there for that's what they're paid for and if you're in the uk especially we're in a very privileged position where we don't have to pay for it so mm. you just have to wait for a very long time for it yes um but you know but it's better than not having it at all yeah is the is the, it's the point that i'm that i'm trying to make so i mean yes you uh you mentioned fibro before um my my time kind of leading up to now being at home and um like the struggles that I was facing before work as well and you probably heard me you probably you specifically have probably heard me mention it a few times but I am uh on the waiting list for a um what's the word a a, an assessment for ADHD because Mm -hmm. I am uh you know, based on the evidence and and my own personal research and stuff, I'm I'm pretty damn confident that I've got ADHD. I just need a person in a in a jacket to tell me that that I have. Yeah. Um, and that's oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to talk to someone about anxiety, yeah, you pick the right person to talk to about anxiety. I think is the is the point that I'm trying to get at. Well, um, when the topic was suggested, I was like, well, there's only one person. <laughs> I don't know whether to take. I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or be like, well, mm, the... "What does that say about me?" One of the reasons is, I feel like you're actually one of the people that I know who is the most open about anxiety, because yes. a lot of people do this thing where they're like, "Oh, feeling a bit anxious," but that's as much as I'm willing to say on the situation. Or the, the they problem... pretend that they don't have it entirely. Yeah, the, the the problem with anxiety and the the problem that I I definitely have with anxiety is it's one of those things where unless you are very aware of it and you stay very vigilant to your own mental state, it can creep up on you, and that's mm-hmm. that happens to me a lot, especially when I'm working. Um, so I'll get to a point where I am shaking i can't focus at all like i start to disassociate and uh, my brain my brain just can't focus on anything and um kind of just pinballs between like i know i need to do something like i know i need help but i don't know what i need help with i don't know what i can do to sort this out what do i do boom 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 and it just gets worse and worse and worse until my brain implodes um yeah i've definitely been in that position before as well yeah and unless unless you stay and this this is why I think it's very important, especially if you've got problems with anxiety, to just talk to people that you trust and kind of keep that line of communication open. Because the more you talk about it, the easier it is to monitor it mm. and um, just sort of um, when you get things out, it's a lot easier to look at it rationally. Yeah, I've, I completely agree with that, actually. Um, I remember probably about 
four years ago, I think, my anxiety was at its worst. But I wasn't displaying anxiety in ways that is typically shown, I guess. I wasn't having panic attacks where I was, like, hyperventilating, rocking, rocking back and forth and, like, freaking out and clearly freaking out. My... When I was having panic attacks regularly, it would be triggered by people being mm. outside. Um, and it would make me do dumb things outside that don't really make any sense. But at the time, it made perfect sense. So yeah. I would be out shopping on my own. And I would, you know, be triggered into a panic attack by whatever it was. And instead of, you know, doing the rational thing and going home... I just used to buy more food than I realistically could afford at the time. And I would just grab whatever I could off the shelf and I would panic and, you know, then I'd be carrying too much and that would make me panic even more. So I'd be like, shit, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, buy more stuff. Let's buy more stuff. I need batteries. Fuck it. Let's buy some batteries. And that would be like, <laughs> that was like one of the really weird times where I was like, okay, I think I might need some help. And then I got help because I, I make it sound like it's super simple. I went to my GP and told him about this experience I had. And he said that it was a panic attack, which I did not realize at the mm. time. They're not all, um, it's not always um, paper events. Like, like, with, like with me, for example, it's disassociation. Um, yeah. I, I just completely check out of reality. Um, so yeah, like I've, I've experienced them myself as well and kind of like what you're saying about talking to your gp that's that was kind of the point that i was getting at with saying i'm mm. getting an assessment for adhd because like you say we're really lucky in that you can go and talk to someone about it and yes i'm still waiting for that assessment i've been waiting for i want to say three or four months at this point um and i know that it's probably going to be probably closer to a year before somebody actually speaks to me about it but just knowing yeah. that it's probably going to happen at some point is enough of a reassurance yeah. Cause I because if, if they turn around and say you know what mate you're talking absolute bollocks you're perfectly fine I mean I won't believe them but at least it'll kind of take force me to look at maybe something and they, they won't do that they'd probably be like you're because no. I know that there's something isn't right but they might lead They'll me down a different path yeah other avenues to yeah. explore um, but also I realise saying talk to your GP, not the easiest thing to do right now because no. my GP personally is only taking emergency calls. Mm -hmm. Um, even like if it's not related to the ongoing situation, um, you have to be really, really poorly before they will talk to you right now. Yeah. So I understand that. You know, everyone's going through a hard time. There's going to be a lot of people that are seeking counselling and help. And I don't know that I have, like, a really great suggestion. The only or... thing that I would say, potentially, is... And this is this is off the back of my own experience. Is um, look for, like, local, local counsellors in your area. Um, mm. pe maybe people who are, I mean, they're going to have to at the moment, otherwise they wouldn't make any money, but look for people who can do consultations via Zoom or, or on Skype, Discord, whatever, things like I mean, I don't very doubt much doubt that a counsellor will do a consultation over Discord, but I'd be very <laughs> impressed if they did. 
Um, Do you think they'll play Overwatch with me? That's the question. Best therapy. Um, Anyway, the point that I'm making is um, just have a look and see how much they charge. Because one thing that I've noticed through my own experience is there is a stigma with therapy that it's very expensive. Like private therapy is very, very expensive. And while it is, it's maybe not as expensive as you might think it is. And sometimes just one session is all you need. There's a, um, so I had some, uh, I had some sessions with a therapist uh, that was fortunately provided to me through my um, workplace kind of health scheme, but um, that only paid for four sessions and I was Mm. considering getting more. And so I looked it up and she charged, uh, I think it was like 45 pound a session um, oh yeah, and well, it, and that's the exact reaction that I had as well. Whereas, like, I was expecting it to be upwards of a hundred quid, maybe even more. But no, it's yeah. um, if you get someone that's just kind of, you know, they've got the qualifications and they're, and they're doing it, they, they realize that people people can't afford it. You do get some people that charge ridiculous amounts of money for it, but not everybody does. And yes, forty five quid for an hour maybe an hour and a half <laughs> session is a lot of money but it might that to me enters the realm of well this is worth considering if i'm struggling like that's yeah you know that's a train ticket that you might not be purchasing at this time of year this time of year this during this situation yeah um, it's a lot more affordable than than maybe i once assumed that it was I think that's that idea probably comes from American movies, maybe. Mm. You know, I think like it is, yeah, like, I think it is. Oh, I... it's two hundred dollars yeah. to see this council. Oh, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely American. Um, the American kind of characterization of healthcare as a whole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would at least look into it. And yeah, even just doing that on its own might help you might not even need to speak to someone just being reassured in the knowledge of oh okay well if i am struggling i can drop 45 quid on a uh, on a counseling session that you know i can talk to someone i can talk to someone whose job it is to talk to people that alone might help push you over yeah um, yeah i think that is probably worth considering if you need it uh i was fortunate in an unfortunate circumstance last year where um my sister passed away uh from a long illness and we got counseling for that immediately like every single person in the family was offered counseling straight away um and i only ever went through with the one session because I felt kind of okay after that session, so it doesn't have to be like an ongoing expense if you think, no. you know, I I need someone to talk to like all the time because I'm just so anxious or whatever. Like it can just be a one and done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have that option, talking to friends is also another option that you can look into i guess um, yeah i think you've i think you've got to be careful when you 
lean on your friends um you have to you have to make a conscious decision and be like right well if i'm going to share my problems with my friends i need to make sure that i'm mentally capable or you know mentally uh, what's the word that i'm looking for um able to be an avenue for them as well yeah um, i think the other thing as well is don't just go hey friend now it's been a while but i feel like shit and then like don't give like give them some warning if yeah. you are going to talk about them gonna... because not everyone is going to be in a good headspace to yeah talk about these things right now and um unfortunately i think a lot of people do and people that people that i know as well are very good at doing this thing where they go hi friend here's all my problems bye <laughs> and i'm just like right okay um and it's not it's not fair like it, it isn't fair like yes fair enough you might be struggling and, and you need some help but kind of making someone else kind of take part in in that while simultaneously not allowing them to do the same with you yeah isn't fair and you know trying to put this as nicely as possible this isn't just about you like we all yeah. have to work together it's something that i'm coming to learn very like even even myself like i'm seeing things online and kind of being forced to reconsider the way that i think about about things reconsider yeah. things, like programmed behaviors just as a result of where i grew up and who i grew up around and the the big the big takeaway for me is just that like I'm not I'm not the main character of the world like there are other people that you need to think about and consider and yes we all need help at times and we all need a shoulder to lean on um but you have to be prepared to do the same for other people yeah 100% agree um not which again away. I I realized when I was um sort of in that grieving well I say was in still am but when I was immediately in that grieving situation and I was like, hey, friend, my world sucks right now, and here's why. And then I had a friend who came back with kind of a petty problem in comparison, but it was still a problem that he was having, and I needed to be okay with him talking about that problem while I was talking about mine, even in that situation. Yeah. So I agree with that. It's hard when you feel anxious to listen to other people's problems, but if they are doing you the courtesy of listening to you, you should listen to them as well. Mm -hmm. Like, no one's expecting you to have the answer to every problem that someone has, but just listening might be enough to help them, and it might be enough for you to vent and for them to listen to you as well. Yeah, and and I'm by no means am I saying you need to do you need to be prepared to do it immediately. Um, maybe just after you've let after you've uh, asked someone to be a sounding board for things that you're struggling with, after after you're done, and hopefully they've helped you feel a bit better. You can be like, "Hey, uh, I really appreciate what you what you've done for me." Um, just so you know, I'm available to for you to reach out to if you're struggling as well. Just keep that door open. Um, you don't you don't need to be ready to do it right away it's just something to bear in mind because obviously yeah. we i don't want i don't want for one second for people to think that oh i'm 
I need help. I want to ask my friends for help. But if I don't immediately say, oh, you know, what are you struggling with? Are you okay? That that you're being selfish. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just try and be mindful of other people. Mm. Yeah, I think that's just generally good life advice, not mm-hmm. just for right now, just well, in general. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Like it's, I I'm struggling with it every day. Like th- there are times when. I will do something or I will say something and then maybe a couple of hours later I mean I I am awful for over analyzing my past behavior um but there'll be moments where I just go oh shit I didn't consider xyz and yeah. um as a result maybe the thing that I said came across as a bit insensitive but you can only do what you can do and it's you you sometimes need other people to to steer you right you can't be expected to do the right thing 100% of the time but yeah, as long think, as you're I trying, think, that's all that matters. Yeah, I think I'm very fortunate in the fact that I have a good friendship circle who will listen when I need to talk. Um, and I think they know that they can come to me as well. Um, so I'm very fortunate in the fact that, just in general, we've got a pretty good friend group we're, going we're, on. Yeah, we're we're doing pretty we're doing pretty good. Um, so I think having just, like, if you have a support network, then do make the most of it, um, if you need, but also don't forget to give back some, uh, investment, I guess, so, I don't know. It's a really weird one to talk about, because there's not, like, a solution that's just like, oh, we just fucking feel better. Yeah. Why don't you just feel better? It's all Stop very, being anxious. Yeah, it's all very nebulous and, and difficult. And, and unfortunately, there are going to be people out there, maybe even people listening to, to this, that don't feel like they have the support network that we do. And that's, that's, that's yeah. really sad. And I'm really I'm really sorry if, if you're going through that. I would... And I don't know what to suggest either, because it's it's very easy for me in my position to say, oh, just just reach out, but that's not fair to say. Um, yeah. But if you don't have like a good place to reach out to, then yeah, then what like? <laughs> um, maybe just I just consider all all of your avenues, um, and maybe consider speaking to someone that you you maybe wouldn't normally. Um, the other the other thing that I can possibly suggest, uh, I don't know how effective it would be, but I know it has been useful to me and and others in the past is write it down. Like if right. you're, if you if you're struggling and you're feeling anxious, take those feelings and and write them down. Um, it's it's it works in a very similar way to talking to someone in that you're taking your you're taking what's going around inside your brain and you're making it physical like you're making it real um i think i guess in theory that would make it easier to rationalize how it is that you're feeling yeah and and that's exactly what it is and you you do it and once it's done you throw it away like you get it you get it all out on paper and and rationalize it because the it's the it's not the thing being written that matters it's the act of writing it and the act of like you say rationalizing it out um that's what's important so then you just you don't want to dwell on it so you just take that piece of paper and you throw it away or you take that file and you you get rid of it um i think it's recommended to physically write it rather than than type it um but 
I guess there's more satisfaction in throwing that bit of paper in the bin than just moving a file to the recycling bin or whatever. It's the physical action and like the fact that your your brain is kind of focusing on the action and converting your thoughts into a physical motion. But like I say, it's not it's not like the be all and end all. You can type it if you want. It's very similar. I I just think that some people have said that it's more effective if you physically write it. But some people might not be able to do that. So, you know, you use use whatever tools you have access to. What's important is yeah. that you do the thing. Yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's again, a good bit of advice. Like like we touched on at the start of this, neither Ebby nor I are therapists, so take what we say yeah, with a pinch you... of salt. If you think it'll help, then by all means, but obviously you've got to you've got to um take what we say with a grain of salt yeah and again if you are really struggling please do talk to someone whether it's a friend or a professional especially the professional thing if you can that's going to help you way more than this podcast can um but another thing that i actually wanted to touch on sort of threads on i guess is the things that personally trigger my anxiety and that is sleep or lack of yep and boredom <laughs> um how is your sleep going when we're in this like weird time in between real life and not <laughs> <laughs> um it's not too bad um and i think part of that is because again like i'm quite fortunate in that i've got um I've got my work, so I sort of have a pre-programmed schedule that I need to keep. Um, so there's that. But in in saying that, it's very easy for me to know. Basically, uh, before before lockdown happened, my routine was I'd get up at five a.m. Um, I'd be in the shower and I would have something to eat, and I'd be out of the house by six o'clock. Um, because I had to walk. 40 minutes from my house to my colleague's house um, and then he would give me a lift into work because we we live quite a way away from the office and um, tram tickets are expensive yo um, and he just he just said yeah if you if you're at my house in time for when I leave for work then I'll give you a lift so that's kind of what my routine was and then I'd work until four um, we and we were at the office at some ridiculous like we'd be there by like quarter past seven um and we'd work until four and then he'd give me a lift home i'd walk home and then because i was getting up so early i was going to bed like 10 half 10 every night yeah that's that uh routine has changed quite dramatically <laughs> since the lockdown but it still it still has the basic kind of things in that i mean i may not get up at five anymore but my alarm get get goes off at um, seven. I'm usually out of bed by about half past. I have a shower, I have something to eat, and I turn my computer on and send the email to say that I'm at work or I'm working at about you know in time for eight o'clock. But I might you know do some bits and bobs. But it's very it would be very similar to if if I arrived at work for eight o'clock um, or whenever you have your routines, you have things that you do. I'd maybe have something to eat. I'd maybe get a brew. You know, I would, I would do odds and sods before I kind of really get down to the nitty gritty. So I, so I do that. I like, I announce myself 
and then I will sort of do what I need to do to wake up and get ready for work. And then I still finish at four. But the nice thing about the way things are right now is obviously before I would finish at four and I wouldn't be home until half five. Whereas now... And now you're just like home. Yeah, it's like, oh, I finished work. Bang, I'm here. Um, <laughs> which is which is great. But I, I've also found that because of that, I do find that I'm drifting later and later in my sleep schedule. And I find that I'm usually going to bed about 11, half 11 these days, which when when I'm getting up at seven... Is is isn't bad, but it's not quite enough. I really need to be going to bed at eleven on the dot. I think to yeah. make sure that I'm getting enough sleep. Um, because because you're right. Like lack of sleep is lack of sleep is possibly the single worst thing in the universe. And I'm I'm over exaggerating yeah. slightly, but the reason why I say that is because you don't notice what it does to you until it's too late um you'll have you'll have one you'll have one night where you stay up a bit late and you'll feel a bit shit in the morning but you kind of have that connection of oh well um it was because i stayed up late it's fine the the trouble is your your body is designed to get used to that like your your body your body is incredible in that if you're if you're not sleeping it will find ways to make sure that you stay alive despite you not getting the sleep that you need but it builds up like the the effects of doing that put strain on your body it puts strain on your mind and unfortunately or fortunately depends on your perspective the real effects of that take a long time to manifest to the point where you might not realize that the problems that lack of sleep is causing you isn't a direct is a direct result of that it's you know what I mean? Like it's it's very yeah. slow, it's very gradual, but it's very crippling. Have you ever been like so tired that you felt physically sick? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um not not often, I, but it's I happened. I experienced that for the first time in a while the other day Ooh. because I was trying to sort out my sleeping schedule. So I'd had probably about four hours sleep or something stupid like not enough and i know someone's gonna be like oh i live off of three hours sleep a night it's not it's not a fucking accolade (laughs) take your medal and shove it up your ass like that's great for you but you're probably slowly destroying yourself yeah sleep is so important but i was like i'm gonna fix my sleeping schedule i'm gonna get up early i'm gonna do stuff and i'm gonna like go to bed at a normal time and not five in the morning and i'm gonna be an adult and it's gonna be great i got out of bed I had breakfast, and then I was just, like, sat in my chair all day, just, like, shaking because I was so tired. It's, it's horrible. And I had and to I'm, have a nap. Like, yeah, <laughs> it I'm, didn't help. I'm going to I'm going to take us back. I'm going to take us on a journey to, um, I want to say, about, about 2015. 2015-2016. Uh, when, uh, so, for anyone, for anyone who doesn't know, um, you, you probably do if you've been listening to this podcast, but my wife is American. And it's it's only been uh, a couple of years since she moved to the UK on a more permanent basis. So before then, she was in US time zone, and I was in UK time zone. So we were about um, we were about eight hours apart from each other, and it was hell because we just we had very very small windows where we could communicate, and unfortunately my response to that was to sacrifice 
my sleeping and there were other factors as well like because I was talking with her so much I was talking a lot more with her friends and like people that she connected with um this was this was back in the uh in the days uh, when I was balls deep in the Undertale fandom um, <laughs> which let's not talk about that too much but um the the Why point the, no it was it was fine it it did what i needed it to do at the time that's the mantra that i keep repeating to myself but the point <laughs> that i'm making is i was sacrificing my my physical and mental well-being to spend more time with my wife and also spend time with with these people that i'd got to know really well um kari as you know is one of them mm. um so i made some really worthwhile friendships as a result of that but it reached a point where it like I reached a point of no return where I physically couldn't go to sleep before a certain point and the point where it got the absolute worst um I was going to bed at 4am every morning so and like you kind of like as you were laughing about before like I was maybe getting three hours sleep a night and there was a period of about nearly a month where I was only getting three or four hours of sleep a night because I was so like I don't want to sacrifice my time with my friends because of work and um that mindset isn't it that was very self-destructive like yeah I was I was saying like oh you know I don't want I don't want work to get in the way of my friendships but that was just an excuse like I was I didn't want to face the reality of I was being selfish and my selfishness was literally destroying my body um i oh my god i was so unwell like i was ill all the time uh, i wasn't eating properly i um i gained loads of weight um i was really great cheese snappy all the time i couldn't focus on anything my anxiety yeah. was through the roof and the worst part is and this is this is one of the other really annoying things about anxiety is you develop ways of hiding it not just from other people but from yourself and that's yeah. kind of what happened to me i convinced myself that i was fine and um i <laughs> it all came to a head when i'd managed to kind of fake it to a point where um i got promoted and oh, um, i got promoted to a team leader position and that's when everything came tumbling down because the additional level of responsibility and the anxiety that came from that doubled with the fact that I wasn't sleeping and I'd already had all this other stuff floating around in the background. I had a fucking breakdown. <laughs> and that was, yeah. the that was the point where I really went like, oh shit, I've done this to myself. And that is why, like, that's why when I'm in chats with people and I didn't mean to get so aggressive when you made that joke earlier, but when people talk about not getting enough sleep, or when people talk about how little they need to sleep, as if it's a fucking victory that they've claimed over Nodens, the god of sleep himself, um, like, it makes me really angry because of the physical and emotional turmoil that, that I went through and, like, other people go through as a result of sometimes you just can't like sometimes you get insomnia and as much as you want yeah. to sleep you can't and it fucks you up it's not mm. something to be proud of it's probably something you should get looked at because yeah. it will sneak up on you um funnily enough that's kind of what i'm going through at the minute is 
a really odd bout of insomnia. Um, luckily for me, my weekends are actually like kind of busy right now with recording this podcast, D&D, streaming, all of that stuff. So I have a reason more to get up on the weekends. Yes. And I managed to do that today. Uh, I think I probably slept about six hours last night and I managed to get up and I feel pretty good. Uh, um, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but um, mm-hmm. well, I suppose I did. Otherwise, I wouldn't have interrupted you. But besides the point is um, routine really helps. Yes, I, I agree fully, because if I didn't have anything, if we weren't recording this podcast, I would have stayed in bed until about I don't know, two. Yeah. Uh, and then I would have got uh, got ready for stream, streamed, played D&D, gone back to bed, My... stayed awake until five. It's one of those things because I didn't because I didn't have like work tying me down. But when I was at uni, um, despite everything being kind of up in the air and kind of airy fairy and stuff, um, I did still sort of have a routine, which I think is maybe yeah. I one remember of the... when we met, you had a routine of staying at Liam Paul's like a few times a week. Yeah, and I did that. And when I was uh, this was kind of when I was in halls as well. Um, I would stay up until until like four a.m. And I wouldn't get up until 11. So my, my sleep, I was maybe more nocturnal than others, but kind of within that day, I would kind of have a sort of structure. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter as like some people will say, oh, sleeping in the day, in the, in the nighttime hours is better for you. And yes, that is true, but it's more, the amount of sleep that you get is more important. The amount of restful sleep that you get is more mm. important. Um, Emily and I use white noise. Uh, we have yes, we were talking about this last week. Yeah. Um, sleep aids. Yeah, we uh, we have. Heaven forbid, we have a we have an Alexa in our bedroom. Um, Don't say a name. <laughs> Alexa, uh, tell me a joke. We'll see how many so many people get that. Um, <laughs> or what 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 is it? Alan likes to do Alexa. Set a reminder for ten minutes, Willy Poo Bum Bum. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, you can get you can give her a, you can give her a skill which is um, ambient ambient sounds, and and we use that. The only <laughs> this is so I used to use YouTube. I used to get YouTube up on my phone and put like a like a two hour four hour ambient sound thing on to help me go to sleep. But and I don't know if you would find this as well. That in of itself would give me anxiety, because I am fucking terrified of screamers. Oh, and um, right, yeah, and like my thing would be if it was one that I'd never used before, I would struggle to go to sleep because I'd be like, what if, what if there's something, what if there's like some horrible joke like halfway through, and so I I would like before I used a new YouTube video for ambient noise. I would look at the like to dislike ratio. I would look at the comments and I would scrub through the comments like for like half an hour, like just being like, has anyone said anything untowards? And then it would be ages before <laughs> I go like, right. Okay. I think this one is trustworthy. I'll give it a try. And even then I'd be like, uh, what if, but right. My fears came to it. Like my fears oh, no. aren't unfounded because they do exist. There, I can't remember. Whoever it, makes those bad, asshole. bad people. <laughs> there was one that I found that was like, uh, it was a bathtub. And um, yeah, the, the comments were all just like, what the fuck? Because there was a bit like 10 minutes before the end where they hadn't done anything 
like there was nothing jumped out at you or anything but they just they changed the sound so like they like turned up the volume to so it was all like bit crunched and crackly and horrible they basically just made it really fucking loud right at the end and um yeah it's just why did people do this i don't know that sounds mean and the uh, reason the the channel i don't know if the channel's up anymore and i'm not gonna go out of my way to find it but i think they were trying to do like it was some lead-in to some arg or something because the rest of their videos were all really weird and clearly trying to do something like that and i was just like fuck off like you can't you can't do things like that it's not it's not cool man um one of the things that i had to get out of the habit of because i just used to watch whatever when i was going to sleep because i can apparently sleep through fucking anything and about six months ago I got really, really, really into watching GTA 5 RP, which is Amazing. where you have a character and they fucking RP them. So you'll have like police officers, you'll have people who do crimes, they'll have businesses and whatever. It's super cool. But I used to fall asleep watching like a particular couple of police officers on this particular server. But what is happened awesome. is... Um, I now know that I can sleep through police sirens very easily. Okay. <laughs> um, but one of the things that happened was a lot of people in that server started playing another game called Escape from Tarkov. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a very loud game with guns. <laughs> and all of the people in this server had obviously set it up so that they were auto-hosting each other. So that one would go oh. offline, you'd have like two hours of silence, and I'd be fucking dead asleep, and then all of a sudden I'd be woken up to some of the most realistic gun sounds. What's <laughs> that up, I've ever heard. Let's play Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> so I'd wake up like having a panic attack because I was hearing these like fucking realistic gun sounds in my ears. So uh, I had to stop doing that. Oh, and that, now I watch videos about speedruns instead. That that reminds me of uh, oh, is it my boy, my boy Carl Carl Yobst or have you? I literally just found his videos oh, the other day. He's so I love that guy. Absolute just, legend. Yeah, and he's just he's so passionate about it as well, but he's so like reserved in in his delivery of his video. Oh, highly recommend it. I I love that guy so much. He's great. Go check him out. He's, he did a video on um, the the Doom Hanger level speed run and that's kind of what got me interested in in him fascinating mm. video and his his presentation is just it's just unlike anyone else um and he just seems yeah he just seems like a top bloke he just had a babby what a guy oh i'll link to him in the description i'm sure he doesn't need a podcast that gets <laughs> like 50 views every, every little but... helps you know, if you want to learn about some speedruns, you can learn why Majora's Mask is not fun to watch anymore. The, yeah, that was a really good video. The thing I like about him is he goes into such detail. And also, like, yeah. he does it himself. So he's, he kind of gives you the insider, like, me as a speedrunner, this is how I consider it. Like, one of the ones that he did was was pretty interesting. He did one on, um, there's a certain, like, yeah, GoldenEye 64 speedrun. Um, yeah. And it was one that he did himself, so it kind of gave a really interesting perspective on on that. You can tell that we're both yeah. really into speedruns. Yeah. I'm sad that GDQ, well, SGDQ yeah. is clearly not going to happen, but 
you know it's one of those weird things i don't really follow any speedrunners in particular but i do enjoy watching the videos when when there's nothing else to watch i'll just crack a speedrun on yeah and it is is interesting it's interesting how much of it hinges on the the runner themselves how entertaining Mm. they are and sometimes the game as well because like Emily and I really wanted to watch uh, a Sonic Hero speedrun. That is not a fun game to watch <laughs> being speedrun. Oh my god, it's so boring. I don't think I've ever seen one before. There, there aren't many of them, and that's probably why. <laughs> it's just a really boring speed it, game. It is just a really boring speed game. Oh. Like, there are a couple Sonic of interesting... The there's a couple of interesting tricks, but beyond that, there's nothing really to it. Hmm. Kind of like Majora's Mask. Yeah. Which used to be one of my favourite speed games to watch, and now it's just... It, it sucks because they found this new, like... I don't think it was a debug menu glitch, but it was something akin to that, where it's just, it's just not fun to watch. You can get warped to the moon really quickly, and that's yeah. not fun. But um, Anyway, that I, I listen to speedrun videos as my sleep aid now. Yeah. So, like, Easy Scape, Apollo Legend... Your boy Carl, uh, Summoning Salt, Average Trade did some videos about Super Mario Sunshine. They were really good. Um, those yeah, are the all, sorts of things that I watch to go to sleep. They're, they're all they're all really good. Like I've seen I've seen videos by by all of those guys, and yeah, they're all they're all really good to watch. Um, yeah, I rec- I recommend all of them. Yeah, same. Uh, Maybe I'll link all of them in the description. <laughs> watch Who knows? The, if you're having trouble sleeping, watch these speedrunning videos. Um, yeah, it's I used not to, to watch... say that they're boring. It's just uh, they're very calming. I had a phase before I kind of started using ambient noise where I would watch uh, the Game Grumps play um, Kirby's Dream Course, the, the Kirby golfing game right. for the SNES, because... Um, some fans made like a Game Grumps mod version of it, which had like hundreds of levels. So the the playlist that they've got for Kirby's Dream Course is huge, and it's just it's just fun and it's chilled out and it's a game that they both really enjoy that they play together, and uh, and yeah, I used to sleep to that. Hell yeah, Game Grumps used to be one for me as well, but then uh, every so often they would rage and that would wake me up. Yeah. So. But that's that's why Dream Course is good because they that doesn't really happen all that. Often. There are there are moments where they'll kind of get like oh what the fuck but it's um i as far as i can recall there isn't any kind of like super there's no um there's no like super mario sunshine pachinko machine level (laughs) no because that's gone down in like legend is one of the best breakdowns ever well listen if you play the pachinko level in super mario sunshine you understand you understand that rage (laughs) oh yeah and that's why it's very it's very hashtag relatable (laughs) Um, yeah, in general, though, sleeping is super hard because a lot of us don't have routines. So we're like, oh, I guess I'll stay up till five because that's when Animal Crossing resets. I think I said that last week. <laughs> um, you got it. But slowly I've been inching that down yeah. just by like a quarter of an hour every night or whatever. So just, we're getting just there. got to try. And it is really hard when you haven't got anyone to like answer to and you haven't got like a job or a a preset structure to adhere to like school yeah. or whatever um it, it it is tough and it's like i said you get in you sometimes get into a stubborn mindset like when i when i worked retail oh dear god um 
I worked retail for about three years and um, again, it wasn't good for my mental health because I got myself into this mindset where I was like, no, I finished my shift. I'm going to have some time for Cam. I don't care how tired I am. I'm going to stay up and I'm going to play World of Warcraft because I want to. And if I'm <laughs> tired at work the day after because of because of that, I don't care. I'm taking Cam time. And um, that was, it wasn't did good. you know the best Cam time you could take? was a nap <laughs> yeah well exactly and that that was a thing like you i've since coming out of that mindset i've come to appreciate that it's better to have uh five hours of of being of, of free time where you're fully awake and you have like you're not anxious you're basically you're you're able to really truly appreciate it yeah. And, and get the most out of it. I think that's the point. Whereas forcing yourself to to stay up and, and do whatever because because you can and because you want to maybe is a bit short-sighted. Yeah. Um, definitely went through that in uni. So I definitely understand it's hard. where that comes from. Yeah, it's really tough and it's really frustrating um, when, especially, especially when you're older, um, and you see people that you know that maybe don't have as many obligations as you do. Let's take let's take Final Fantasy VII Remake. Actually, no, a better example, because that was kind of around the time of the the, uh, the lockdown, and I had a lot more time to, to play that quickly. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is probably a better example. You're right. Um, because that was when I was still kind of in my routine of I was getting up at 5 and going to bed at 10. Um, so I had a lot less time to play games. Yeah. And Final uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out and everyone was playing it and it was so hard to see people like on Twitter or whatever talking about it I basically had to mute everyone on my timeline because everyone people can't fucking control themselves and they will just post spoilers and I was like I don't I don't want those but I, I want to kind of be able to experience the game in, in my own time yeah and that and that's kind of that's dangerous because people who are in that in that position it really is a big temptation to well if you stay up you can play as much kingdom hearts as you want and maybe maybe you can keep up with these people that 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 don't have the the same kind of routine as you do maybe they have a bit more free time maybe maybe play maybe they're a streamer and playing games is their job like the the temptation really is there and you've got to try your damnedest not to get suckered into that yeah uh, I definitely felt that more last year because, to be fair, my general day-to-day life does not have the amount of obligations that someone who works a full-time job has, so there is that. Um, but last year, when uh, it was before... I hate bringing this up, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, it was before we got proper care for my sister, so it was me and my mum take it taking it in turns Mm -hmm. to look after her so my mum would do two days because she wanted to be there as much as possible and i would do one and then she would do two i would do one but on those two days that i wasn't looking after her uh i was pretty self-destructive because uh, i think at the time dragon quest builders 2 had just come out which i wanted to play all of as quickly as possible because Fire Emblem Three Houses came out directly afterwards. Um, so, like, I got into that really harmful 
routine of thinking, oh, I've done this, like, really long, hard day of looking after someone who needs looking after. So I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to abuse yep. <laughs> abuse my own body treat and play Fire Emblem yeah. because I want to. Treat yourself at the expense of your own health. And I think that's, yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's indulgence. Um, yeah. That, to be fair as well, was also a mental escape as yes. well as just... Yeah, that, I mean, that was a very... Being a twat. <laughs> I mean that was a kind of a very um difficult circumstance. Um Yeah. So, I would not wish that on anybody. Yeah. And you But can't... I can understand in hindsight why I did it. I just yeah. shouldn't have yeah. done it. Exactly. And it's one of those things as well where um it takes a long time to fix. Um yeah. so for me, um I'm trying to think when the when the kind of because it annoyingly it wasn't when i when i talked about like having that breakdown at work that wasn't the moment that made me go i need to sort my sleeping pattern out i can't i can't actually remember what the turning point was i just remember that i reached a point where i was like holy shit i need to do something about my sleep um i think it was just because i I tried everything else and, yeah and i realized that sleep was the one thing that i was kind of um being willfully ignorant like i knew yeah. that i wasn't getting enough sleep but i was refusing to deal with that um very similar to um i'm i'm gluten intolerant and i was trying for the longest time to ignore it or is, or yeah. pretend that it was something else or... When I sniggered then, when you said you're gluten intolerant, I knew you were going to mention your sort of like haphazard diet that you had oh, probably about a year. I, I tried... <laughs> it wasn't because you were just gluten intolerant. No, I, I yeah, no, my my path to to figuring that out was um was a long one, and yeah, it, it resulted in me doing some very strange things, and I was just the trouble is I was pinballing from thing to thing because I didn't want to accept the fact that it was gluten. Because I tried it once before and it was horrible because there were just so many things that I couldn't eat anymore. And it yeah. wasn't until a few months ago when I went, right, I need to have a proper go at this um, because it's the only thing that I've not tried now. Because what happened was I, <laughs> I'd i be like, right, I, I think I'm gluten intolerant, so I'll cut it out of my diet. And then when I realized that there were things that I wanted that I couldn't have, I'd be like, oh, well, I'll just um, I'll just have one. Thing. I'll, ju- I'll just have this one cookie it's it's fine um what one won't hurt right it does it does <laughs> hurt and the the most annoying thing about it is you don't know until 24 hours later and i think that was why yeah. i really struggled with it because i'm used to having immediate reactions to things but yeah it's like, not like a penicillin no, um, um, allergy where you're like oh i'm immediately swelling yeah. so i guess i'll stop taking this penicillin exactly yeah like gastro <laughs> gastrointestinal problems like like that it does take a while for it to kind of really take effect um i was i was very naughty earlier this week and i had one of emily's cookies which very much has wheat in um Ooh. and i felt it two days later it made me very grouchy it made me very bloated and awful and i got hives on my wrist and it wasn't it wasn't fun and that's unfortunately what i've got to deal with but you've um you just got to put it into perspective was that cookie worth it yeah but the 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 point that i'm making is stuff like that like fixing sleep schedules fixing diets things like it takes a long time for the benefits to really emerge yeah um which makes it very easy to slip back and you just got you just got to persevere get 
go to bed go, right go now to bed. i think another thing that plays into mood as well now that you bring it up is also diet which i realize yes. is really difficult to talk about at this specific moment when we're mm-hmm. having food supply issues like we got a morrison's be- order today and they fucking did not put anything in that I really, really wanted. The amount of pizza um, that Emily and I have consumed over the past five weeks, I, <laughs> I don't want to put a firm number on it. Um, it's a lot of pizza. It's a lot of pizza. It's all, have, all of mine are gluten-free, before anyone asks. <laughs> Just, you know, do Pay extra bases. for that gluten-free crust. It's good, man. Um, anyway. It's a good fella, Goodfellas gluten-free pepperoni and ham pizza from Tesco. Oh! It's the shit. <laughs> um, but the thing with diet is, is it's just a hard thing to maintain right now. But mm-hmm. I would also suggest that if you can possibly, don't live off noodles and pasta and rice. Because although those things are great to have in the cupboard for when you need a meal... If you if you're having pasta every night, you're gonna feel bad. Especially you can, but you're gonna feel bad. Well, yes, but um, that was so the, I think that and... was the honestly. I think that was the hardest thing was moving away from pasta. Um, yeah, I think that was the main reason why I didn't want to to give up gluten because I was like, I don't want to give up pasta. Um, Pasta's great for just being like a filling meal, but it's yeah. not very nutritious or anything. I live on rice now. Like rice is my it's everything everything to me um which would, is, which would is you fine. choose rice over pasta if you had the choice these days uh oh what if i if if it wasn't gonna screw me over you mean yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know i probably would go back to pasta um, <laughs> but um i've got a newfound appreciation for rice let's just say that um what was i gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna drop some some cam facts so c-a-m-f-a-x um <laughs> The the secret pastain from from me to you. I was going to say generation to generation, but it's literally just me saying something. Um, <laughs> buy frozen food. Do it. Yeah. There's a big stigma for some reason against frozen food, like frozen meat and stuff and frozen vegetables. Do it. You can buy a lot. It keeps for ages. And there really isn't that much difference between buying frozen and buying fresh these days because everything is frozen immediately. Um, we started freezing bread very recently, yeah. which is something I've never done before. Man, it keeps it really fresh. Yeah, I'm whack it in the honestly freezer. Honestly, surprised. Whack it in the freezer. Buy frozen. It's it's cheaper. Um, it keeps for longer, and like I say, it doesn't make that much difference. I I highly recommend it, even if you just kind of buy some stuff in just to have in the freezer in case you need it. Yeah. Do it. Um, if you live in the UK. Like Emily and I shop at Farm Foods fairly regularly because they do awesome deals where you can get like, um, mostly you you won't relate to this as, as much, Evie, but you can get like three different big packs of frozen meat for like a tenner. Um, mm. You can get uh, five bags of veg for like five quid. Um, yeah. Like potato based things, you can get a load of them on the on the big cheap, and it's just it's just good to have. And, um, I wish I had a bigger freezer, to be honest. Yeah. I don't have a big enough freezer for all of the food that I want to keep. It's just good to have stuff like that. And like veg veg is good because it's filling and it's good for you. Um, yeah. 
I, well, I well, don't think I've like... ever appreciated like fruit and vegetables more than I've appreciated it recently. Gonna, I'm going to abuse my mixer for a second. Broccoli. <laughs> um. I recently got into broccoli. Good. I started roasting broccoli. Yes. Um, I'm so proud of you. Here, here's the recipe. You chop up your broccoli, you put it in a bowl with some olive oil, put some salt and pepper on it, whack it in the oven for 20 minutes, and it's delicious. Oh, it's so good. That does sound amazing. Put some garlic on it as well, actually. Oh, garlic so, as I'm, well. I'm so proud of you. Because um, yes. I notoriously fucking hate vegetables. <laughs> yes. You're, you're, um, you are a vegetarian that hates vegetables. It's a paradox that's perplexed me for many years. But as it turns out, I do like them. I was just stubborn. Yes. <laughs> I'm that's, so that's happy. It's, um, but I ordered like two two broccolis in this Morrison's order that we got today, and they sent me bagged broccoli, which I've never used before. So hopefully that's still fine. It should, but... it should be fine. Like 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 fresh, fresh stuff does. There is something about like like fresh broccoli, for example, does taste better than frozen broccoli. Um, that's partially because obviously because of the process of defrosting and whatever and you've got to boil vegetables that are a bit soggy yeah. when they come out but the thing the thing you got to think about and this was this was kind of a a mental shift that i did a while ago is food is fuel if it tastes nice and you like it great um but you got to kind of separate food out into this is the food that i eat because i enjoy eating it and this is the food that i eat because it keeps me alive and yeah. keeps me keeps me healthy and keeps me feeling good, and vegetables definitely fits in that category of um, yeah because it just gives you it gives you more you get more energy per per bit out of broccoli or or spinach or whatever than you do out of anything else. Um, spinach is one of those things where I'm like I don't enjoy eating this, but I know I should eat it. Yeah, man, do it. So I do now. And the thing the thing with spinach is you can just chuck it in with anything else and you won't even notice it. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I think everyone got this weird stigma by watching Popeye that like. <laughs> <laughs> but look at what it like, does. Came to out it. of a can and it looked really gross. But look so at no what it did it. to him. He got the big muscles and he it could like punch the 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 world. And he did, but they did not make it look appetizing. No, when he was. But look at the results, that. man. And that's that's <laughs> actually what happens when you eat spinach. By the way, it's not like yeah, that you... cartoon is based in reality. Get swole. Yeah, man. Um, do um, it. So, so I would recommend looking into local green grocers as well, um, because I got this. I've I very recently gotten into mushrooms as well, like oh, yeah. normal, not like shroomy mushrooms, just like mush mushrooms. Um, and I got some of the nicest mushrooms that I've ever had. Mushrooms are good, and man. it was it was only like a little bit more expensive than it would be from Morrison's for like normal mushrooms. So I started making mushroom stir fry with like carrot and mushroom noodle. Put an egg in there. It's great. This is this is I'm the enjoying thing that, life. This is the thing that I will say as well. Just for just for the people out there who maybe are, are struggling financially because of um, because of what's going on. Frozen vegetables are very very cheap, and they are very very filling. I know it probably sounds a bit shit to just have a plate of like of heated like vegetables for your dinner or whatever. But it will go so much further for you than a sandwich would, and yeah. it will be cheaper as well. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's an important thing: is your diet. Keep, yeah, keep and it in check. this is all this is all stuff that that I've learned 
kind of on the path to trying to control my anxiety because ultimately let's 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 break it down and and call it out for what it is anxiety is like when you really think about it it's all about control it's it's a mm. like they say that anxiety is like the the fear of the fear of things that hasn't that haven't happened um and a big a big part of that is a fear of a loss of control um and that's why that's why you feel it when you don't know what's going to happen because you can't control what's going to happen yeah and usually that's why anxiety reactions take the forms that they do like you you panic buying stuff is a very you can definitely tell that's like an anxiety driven thing because you can control what you buy like you you have the ultimate power over being like well i'm gonna buy that because it's the it's the right thing to do you you are exerting your control over the world around you as a means to try and deal with the things that you can't Mm. um which also just to interject was one of the ways that I used to cope with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Alan can attest to this because he was there every time I used to do it. Uh, I used to buy stuff to make myself feel better. Yes. Be like, I'm anxious, so I'm going to buy this figure. Yeah. Or I'm going to buy this set of card sleeves I would, or I would do whatever. The, I would do the exact same thing. And it's why I've got a massive pile of shit next to me that I don't know what to do with. I don't want to sell it. You know it, what I found? Go on. Is the... I am trying this year in general was supposed to be what I was calling a low buy year Mm -hmm. because I really just want to get a better handle on my finances. Um, And one of the best things that I've ever done is clear out all that stuff that I bought when I was anxious because I don't need it. It was an impulse buy that made me feel better for two minutes and then I got it and then it was whatever. Yeah. And um, you really find so getting that, rid of that stuff is great. Yeah, it's therapeutic in a way. You you find that as well. Like when I'm going through stuff, sometimes now I'll pick up a figure that I bought in a similar kind of panic buy fashion, and I'll just be like, mm. I have no emotional connection to this. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. So I think what I'm my my plan now is I'm going to when when things have eased off, um, I'm going to reorganize my reorganize the flat in such a way that there's plenty of space to display stuff and i'll be like right everything that goes up is clearly shit that i care about because i've chosen to put it up anything that's left over needs to go yeah that's exactly what i've been trying to do yeah um Um, yeah the, the the point the point that i was that i was making is um you Obviously, while you're doing like anxiety reactions and things like that, it's very short-sighted and can be quite self-destructive. If you try and exert control over your life in in more meaningful, smaller steps, it can lead to big, big positive changes. So for me, one of the things, like I said, was um, just trying to sort out my sleeping schedule and being a bit stricter on when I go to bed. Um, Then it was like sorting my diet out. And it was one thing at a time. You don't have to change your entire lifestyle overnight do yeah. one thing do the next thing and just kind of let it slowly um build up to to what you what you think you need it to be um so yeah like sleep food they're all things that can be easily tweaked uh over yeah. time um don't put pressure on yourself and you will find as time goes by it makes things a lot easier um one of the things that i did uh when when i was feeling extremely anxious one night 
this was a couple of years ago now um, when I was still in in our old flat was um, I shaved my head <laughs> which is quite common actually um, yeah because again I, it was I wouldn't I, know <laughs> well yeah but um, men I think it's quite common among men especially men who have got male pattern baldness such as myself um, I I was sat alone I was just like sat in my room and um, I was like having a real self-conscious like phase um, where I just hated the way I looked and um, it was kind of when I was still um, trying to hide the fact that I had male pattern baldness very poorly Um, and it was it was reaching a point where because I was so because again I was really stressed I wasn't getting enough sleep I wasn't eating properly so that problem was getting worse um, I've had I've had male pattern baldness for a very long time. Like it started happening when I was about sixteen, seventeen. Um, mm. So obviously, being very young and being very conscious of my appearance as a teenager, that has kind of reverberated into my adult life. And I eventually reached a point where I was so angry and I was so fed up with it, I just went fuck it and shaved it all off. Um, and it was so liberating to do that. To a, to a yeah. point now where I do it regularly and um, because it was a source of ang- and my brain went this is a source of anxiety that I don't need um, yeah like it's 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 purely it's purely been created out of what I think looks good and like what I'm what I'm trying to emulate but it's clearly not me like it's causing me more harm than good holding on to my hair so yeah, I just got rid of it. And kind of ever since then, I have moments where I look back at pictures of myself on Facebook when I had long hair that goes down to my shoulders and like a big fringe that goes over one of my eyes. And I'm like, man, I miss having hair, but I don't miss the anxiety. Yeah, I kind of get that feeling sometimes. Obviously, I've never gone through with it. of just thinking, why do I have to have hair it looks stupid it's big and frizzy and i fucking hate it yeah i don't i don't recommend just doing it like i'm not (laughs) i'm not the the point that i'm gonna go shave my head right now see ya (laughs) the the point that i'm making isn't shave your head the point that i'm making is maybe have a look at your life and think about things that are perhaps causing you anxiety that that don't need to yeah um i sort of went through a bit of this last year where i was like i have a bunch of people in my life that kind of make things worse mm-hmm. and I don't know why I'm keeping them around <laughs> um, or why I'm keeping around things that remind me of them or whatever um, I remember I broke up with a boyfriend one time and um, I had something of his and I remember the best feeling was getting rid of that thing mm-hmm um, I donated it to a charity shop, so hopefully someone enjoyed it. But I was just as soon as it was gone, I was like, "Oh, I had the same. I had something similar. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I, I had something similar. I had a box of um, I had a box of an ex girlfriend's possessions, um, that had just been left at mine through sheer happenstance when when everything kicked off, and I held on. I put it. I put every. I collected everything together, and I put them in a a small box um and i just kept it with me i kept it with me for almost 10 years um really it was yeah it went everywhere with me um it was um 
usually usually i hid it like i would hide it on top of a wardrobe or i'd put it under the bed like way deep under the bed but it was but always it was there. Still there and it yeah. wasn't until we moved into this flat that i decided to get rid of it because i was like well they don't they've not asked for it back in 10 years so they're probably not <laughs> probably going not to gonna want it now and all it's doing is um every time i see it it makes me feel like shit and um i'm i'm happy now and um like i think part of it was sometimes you got to try and put yourself in other people's shoes and there was one i think the moment that i decided to throw it away was the moment that i looked at it and instead of thinking oh this makes me feel really shit my brain went what does emily think when she sees that yeah like what does what does my wife think when she sees me casting around this this box of of stuff um that that belongs to that belongs to an ex-girlfriend um like how does that make her feel and that was the moment that i decided to throw it away it wasn't it wasn't me it was her like me thinking about about her and her feelings but it was still very much like um like i'm glad that it's gone mm. because it was just a yeah. weight that was holding me down there yeah it's just like one of those things always yeah. there until now, you get rid of it and you know what there is there is a non-zero possibility that they'll turn around and go like hey cam where's that stuff and if if that ha- if that happens well i've got no control over it anymore well, it's gone. Yeah. You should have asked for it back you had, sooner than you had 10 <laughs> 20 years. years but <laughs> um, Yeah, I also... I did want to talk about boredom as well, but we are running out of time because this is the longest one so far of these old podcasts. I think it's... I, I, um, I would like to think that it's been a good one, though. And Yeah, I've I, enjoyed it. I know, I know that you were a bit, ironically, anxious um going into going into this one because of how how heavy a subject it is but i i would like to think that we've done well in sort of keeping it you know we've we've sprinkled in anecdotes and we've um kind of kept it light and fluffy and very personal um yeah you've probably learned a lot about the pair of us yeah there's at least some information that (laughs) that is now out there it's in the world um so you, you 15 people listening to this you know, you know, <laughs> you know about the box. You know about uh, planet. <laughs> we should. You know should... that I had a Pokemon themed birthday for my twentieth. Let's go to planet when this all blows over. Let's not. Go... Let's <laughs> not do that. That was a joke. <laughs> if there's anywhere that you're going to contract a deadly disease, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely planet. Definitely planet. <laughs> um, but maybe next week we'll talk about boredom and ways to combat that, or something. I don't know. Um, but we still have the regular good old stuff to get through, and there's not that much of it. Um, so we should be nearing the end now. So, song recommendations. I only have one this week because it's a mini album, uh, going on the D&D theme, because I thought we'd definitely bring it up, but we sure didn't. Uh... I I mentioned it once, like, right at the start. Yeah, um... D&D, also a very good way of dealing with internal problems. Yep. And boredom. And boredom, yeah. Learn to DM. Do it. Go can... to D&D Beyond Quarantine Resources. You can do it. You, If you are a person with with the ability to communicate e- either via text or via, via a voice, a voice mouth, um, you can, you can do it. You can. Do it! And it's fun. It's so fun. 
Eppy. Um, but no, you can't I'm see. You can't see. I'm today. I'm staring at you. Very, you're playing. Yes. I'm, Do the I'm other thing. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm I'm. When are you gonna DM me, Eppy? Listen. Maybe one day in the distant future. <laughs> When I learnt a bit more about the ins and outs of how D D works, you have played D and D for for a year and a half. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm st- I'm still making really poor decisions. Nah, to be fair, you can do it. It's all good. You have these giant spiders on you. Uh, I'm gonna cast tech magic to try and find out where that broom is. <laughs> hey man, that that uh, yeah. Well, okay. I still that was to, I still mere weeks ago. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Do it anyway. Chaos game. Yeah. Um, but the music recommendation for this week is some Critical Role lo-fi. Yes. How about that? They um, released, what was it, Mighty Vibes on their channel, which that, is great. That um, that playlist is really good. Like yeah, Regardless of whether you're a fan of Critical Role or not, I highly recommend it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that was my gesture impression. It was very not good, I'm not going to do that again. Um one critical role lo-fi artist that I would like to point you towards is a text message from my dad. Um, his name is Autumn Orange, and he does uh, albums. So technically, I am recommending you an album today, which is Sad Wizard Vibes. <laughs> It's topical. a Caleb Widogast album, and it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm recommending. Just some chilled out music. He has, I think, two Ford albums and a Jester album as well. Uh, they're very, very good. I hope that he gets featured on the Critical Role channel at some point. I don't know. Songs to transcribe spells to or something. <laughs> Use your uh, use your expensive paper and inks too, <laughs> um, which I'm pretty sure the majority of of that that party's funds go towards just the Caleb Caleb's uh, academic exploits. Um, yeah, but yeah, that like Lofi Lofi is Lofi is good. Like I know it's a bit of a meme, um, but I'm I'm a big it, fan of Lofi. It's just like nice to chill out to while you're yeah. doing other stuff. To be honest, like oh, no, I... if I'm writing, I'll put this on. Or if I'm playing a game but I don't want to listen to the soundtrack, I'll put this on. There's yeah. a there's a YouTube video out there of um it's like a pixel art background of um like somebody in a in a kind of futuristic style kind of cyberpunk cafe and it's got people walking in the in the background and um it's a it's a mix of like a rain sound um combined with the um I think it's called Beneath the Mask, which is a, a track from Persona Five, which is the really kind of it's like the evening chill out. Um, is it the one with rain in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. it's so good. It's so chilled out because that is a song that I could listen to for eternity. Well, there you go. Beneath the Mask from Persona 5. Another I, song recommendation. I, I think it's Beneath the Mask. I, could I, be... think, I think it is Beneath the Mask. Um, the shapeshifter at Pose Masquerade. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a shapeshifter. Yeah, that's, yeah. Listen to that as well. Yeah, if you want I'll more put that lo- in the description too. If you want more lo- Lofi, Lofi chill. I mean, that's technically not Lofi. That's an actual track from a from a soundtrack, but it, it fits it's the bill. It's still very chill. Yeah. Yeah. So just chilled out song recommendations this week. No Scatman, no uh, Medina Lake or whatever. Just just some chill chill stuff. 
Uh, right, three things to do at home. In the same theme as music, Baby Metal have rebroadcast some more shows. They might be gone by the time this podcast goes up. <laughs> if they had last time. But just in case, if they're not. <coughs> Another cool thing that happened this past weekend, now that you're listening to this, was there was an online anime convention uh, with Kyle Hubert and Veronica Taylor as guests. And a bunch of people made panels. That's really cool. I haven't seen any of it. I just think that's neat. Just wanted to put that yeah. out there. Uh, there's one um, uh, There's one that I've seen people from uh, the MCM circle posting about. I think I mentioned it to you as well, is uh, Anime Lockdown. Um, yeah, that's the one that's happen- happening right now. Oh, is it? Okay, sorry. I'm yeah. just not paying attention, clearly. That's fine. Um, I think it's happening now. If not, Anime Lockdown. Because I thought they were trying stuff out, but... Yeah, I, I, you know what? Let's let's have a quick Google. Uh, well, while you're while you're doing that, and kind of on the t- on the subject of like anime and stuff, I wanted to I wanted to shout out something. I, I wanted to shout out a particular comment that I saw on the first episode that you did of this, which had me and Kinross on. Mm. Um, and it and the the reason why I want to share oh, no. <laughs> no 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 oh, no no um, no it was it's a comment from uh, from a YouTube user uh, Jack MX um, who said that they were very surprised when they heard my voice because um, they haven't heard you and I working together on something since Oko Anime Club and uh, and it like they were saying that it was nice to it was nice to hear that again and the reason why that made me feel all soft and fluffy inside is because I recognize them commenting on a load <laughs> of our old work. Um, and it was Man. just, I was just like, oh, oh, it was, made me feel all warm and fluffy inside. And it, it, it did make me miss doing that stuff a little bit, but I always do. Yeah, just just in case anyone was curious, me, Alan, and Cam are still all good friends. Yeah. Uh, we just are not better, publicly better friends. friends. Yeah, I was say, be- publicly distance myself from Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would argue that we are, we are even closer friends since then. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. It's... There's less pressure to make sure we watch anime, yeah. so we get to spend <laughs> that time together doing other stuff instead. Yeah. No. Um, we, um, yeah. Yeah, it was this weekend. Or oh, it is okay. this weekend. Well, um, you'll get involved in that then. Check it out. You know, there might be vods to uh, panels such as. Uh, One Piece set sail from home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing is that Wagamama, bless their souls, have released a recipe for their katsu curry. If you are interested in making that, because I sure love katsu curry and I would love to try this. I but I don't, I don't I, have turmeric, but <laughs> I need to try and make katsu curry with gluten free flour. Um, do it. So I do. I do miss it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Um, I miss just like going out for food. I know. I miss going to wasabi. I miss katsu curry. I miss tofu, as in the food, not my loxodon. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't want to cry too much about food that one day I will get to eat again. <laughs> um. But I do want to tell you about some good news to end this episode off with. Now, Cam, how how do you feel about FaceTiming an eel? I really want to do it. 
Like those those eels, right? They've got to remember what people look like and what people sound like, otherwise they're going to get lonely. Yeah, apparently so. Eels, like humans, apparently need a little FaceTime with people to get through their coronavirus lockdown. The Sumida Aquarium in Tokyo, Japan, is asking for help with socialising its spotted garden eels, which appear to be forgetting about humans. They're so adorable. So... They're like little noodles. And they, um, they are. They, there's, a, there's a screenshot of them on the, uh, the, the article that, that I saw. And they look like... Um, oh, what's, they look like Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> it's so good. Um... Yeah, so if you have an Apple device, you can indeed FaceTime an eel for five minutes if you want to. Uh, I will link to that article down in the description. Please help the eels because they are going to forget what humans are. Yeah, they're, they're worried. I think they're, I think the concern is when everything reopens, they're just going to be too scared to, to come out if they don't continue to do this. So you are helping. Help the eels. Facetiming an eel because they're very they're very anxious creatures. <laughs> uh, it it runs from Sunday May third until Tuesday May fifth. So you know, go and talk to an eel if, especially yeah. if you're feeling lonely. I'm sure this eel is really going to help. Um, <laughs> I think that's it for this week. Though next week, I guess we might talk about boredom or something, uh, and how to combat that. Uh, Cam, do you want to plug yourself? I'll allow. Hell yeah! Thank you very much for for having me on again. I'm I'm impressed considering you know. Well, but I don't know. Um, you're welcome anytime. Oh, um, so yeah, my name's Cam. As you know, I am I am known these days as Crovalode on the social medias and on Twitch and stuff. Uh, I do lots of different things. I'm still kind of working it out. But the, the structure at the moment seems to be that I do uh, Twitch streams on Tuesday and Thursday evenings in UK time. At the moment, we're playing through Persona 5 The Royal, which is... Uh, oh, yes. And it's, it's good. Like, um, it's, I, I was meaning to say this on the, on the last stream that I did, but I might as well say it now. It's been really nice playing it through again. Um, yeah, it's normally when I play through Persona games, I play it once and then I'm kind of done with it. Yeah. Um, just because it takes a long time to get through. It's a lot of reading. It's a very kind of linear, story-driven game. Um, but this time, I think because there are slight differences and because I'm experiencing it with people, it's just been a really nice experience and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I get a little bit devastated when I realise I've missed the first like half hour. <laughs> it upsets me. Yeah, um, so that's been a lot of fun. And also, on Sundays, I stream a one-on-one -on -one D, D game with my wife emily on the same channel we're currently playing through the uh dungeons and dragons essentials kit adventure the dragon of ice spire peak and actually so tomorrow finished now. yeah i suppose by the time that this has gone out um because we, we're recording it on saturday and, and tomorrow is sunday when we'll be doing it we will be doing um what is possibly the last session of that campaign so um go go and uh, go and check out the vods uh, i'm not entirely sure what we're going to do next it will definitely be something dnd related whether we continue on with that story or move on to something else i'm not sure i'm going to kind of put it to the audience i think 
And oh. um, but either way, like if you're a fan of D and D and you're a fan of video games and stuff, uh, I'm I'm your guy. I like to think of myself as a fairly level-headed individual in this sphere of social media where everyone seems to constantly be at each other's throats. Um, yeah. So if you're just kind of looking for a, a chilled out space, then uh, then I'm your guy. Except I do get a bit incensed about things, um, but everyone does from time to time. Sorry, I ranted about Edelgard. You did for like ten minutes yesterday. It was very, it was very cathartic watching you do that. It was, it, it was very good to do as well. <laughs> uh, but I will uh, link to Cam's Twitter, Twitch, and I will also link to the playlist of all of the Dragon of Ice by a Peak things. If there is a playlist, oh, I hope oh, there is. And that is free at the moment. There you go. The Dragon of Ice by a Peak adventure is free right now. Um, so even more like free D and D resources for yourselves. Uh, check it out. Is that on D and D Beyond? Or? Uh, I think so. I'll have to double check. Um, but I will throw me a link and I can put it in the description. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. So just to recap what we talked about very quickly, go to bed, eat your greens, <laughs> talk to your friends. Eat some veggies. Yeah, that's basically. <laughs> we jo- we joke. <laughs> the last hour and fifty minutes hey, has man. just been condensed into three sentences. We 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 laugh, but it's very very important. It Look after true. yourselves. Yeah, just uh, remember, it's okay to take a day for yourself if you need it. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. See Thank you next you. time. We'll see you in a week. Or I will. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Such artisan skill. I, I have been podcasting for seven years now. <laughs>